Hello everyone, hello world. We're coming to you live from Beatty, Nevada. I'm sitting here in the presence of David Spicer. Uh, he's, he's welcomed, uh, I don't even know how to describe where I am right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, a, in a storage, um, you know, four-walled space looking outside into um, a valley uh, with mountains and horses. Um, just finished uh, my first time uh, riding a bike off the pavement. Um, it's been an amazing experience so far. So um, I'm just enjoying life right now. Um, without having to describe uh, David and, and his background, I'm going to welcome him. Hi, David. How are you doing, Pablo? I'm doing wonderful. Glad you could make it. Thank you so much for having for having us on uh, on location here today. Um, we're, we're we're having an amazing time. So, you know, we we have listeners from all over the world. Um, we have listeners from specifically around the states. You know, California, Utah, um, the surrounding states of Nevada. So, why don't you give a, a brief intro, um, a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, I was literally born and raised here on this piece of property. And this is the, the boiling pot ranch, the spicer ranch referred to it as. And we've raised cows, uh, we've got horses running around, we grew up running a small dairy, we sold milk and butter and cheese to the community, we grew our own vegetables, we harvested food off the land, we basically lived off the land my whole life right here. It's provided for us that way. And we're uh, contractors, you know, in order to make a living to stay here, you've got to have income, and so we contract on the outside. We're a mining company also, we have quarries that we utilize, the land provides a way to make a living, and we've decided to reinvest some of those things back into a community effort, along with outside other partners. Uh, Barrick Goldstrike has uh, got involved with us. We started a nonprofit. They can make contributions. They've contributed $100,000 to our nonprofit. We have the power company contributing money. We've, we've reached out to industry around us to get involved in a community redevelopment program. We sat here and watched Oregon and Utah and California and, and so many states out there have got such successes. Moab is a, is a good example of that. They were a uranium booming town. And Fruit of Colorado, the same way. They've reinvented themselves and created a, a mecca of recreation and made jobs for the kids uh, around. And we've witnessed that and said, you know, we can try to bring some of that to our, to our town here. So we've, we've hired professional consultants. I had a relationship with Imba, brought them in here, and uh, hired their trail solutions program to uh, do a uh, conceptual study to see whether or not, answer this question for me, can Beatty become a, rest uh, a recreation-based uh, destination? Can we do that? And so we, we started on that pathway to make that happen. Our, our roots are in the land. Our roots are from the land. Okay. And we decided to put this back into the hands of the people, more or less, and invite the public to come enjoy the ranch and, and build on that platform, get the kids involved. The next generations of, of mountain bike riders, of runners, of recreation people, connect people back to the land. That's what our focus is. Yeah, I, you know, the coming out this morning, we, um, Jed and I and, and my fiance Natalia, we met. We met up and rode out. You know, I didn't we got know here. She was your fiance. Well, yeah, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We we uh, we met up. You know, we got super. We got woke up around five a.m. Uh, left around six, and and uh, we got here super quick. So the drive is is really fast. Um, at least Jed 
drove pretty fast. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it, it was great coming out. So, you know, we parked, and, I mean, I see kids running around of all ages, um, smiles from ear to ear, and there's, you know, tents um, spread around, and there's horses, and it's just like an amazing oasis, you know? And, and I was just like, where am I? I'm, I'm in heaven right now, you know? Um, started seeing some people on some bikes, uh, people getting dirty, having fun, um, and then I was trying to look for a bike because I, you know, I didn't come prepared. I, I, I have to tell on you, Pablo. We're <laughs> to all the listeners out there, we had this interview set up for nine o'clock in the morning. He yeah. shows up here a little before I met him, and Alicia, and here you go. We're gonna interview, and he's, I gotta get some shoes. I gotta ride our bike, and and we'll do the interview later. That's the excitement that hits you when you saw what goes on here. That's the, yeah. that's the passion we're trying to ignite. Yeah, and, and I felt it, and I totally ate it today, and I, you know, I, I, I want to tell anyone out there listening, um, you know, come out as a tourist, come out as a, as a local, you know, Las Vegan, just come out, and n- not just to support, but because it will literally change your life. I, I'm going to go buy a bike tomorrow, you know, just for this, so um, come out and enjoy it, for sure. You hit on something. With your right families, there. with everyone. A life-changing experience. As a kid growing up, you know, there was a few things that changed my life. Getting ran over by a bull, meeting my first cheerleader from the other town out there, you know, three point or, or a half court shot in basketball, or a moment with my uncle, you know, that first time I got on my horse or my first bike ride, my father held my bike and, 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 I, and I pedaled freely. That, that's that moments that changed my life, you know, and those, we, we've got, a lot of youth programs. We have the Boy Scouts of America coming here, the Mountain Man Rendezvous. I got 2,000 kids here to come and, and recreate in troops throughout the course of the year. Parents come to me and, and the next day after they spent the night with their kids camping in this wonderful meadow we have with this wide-eyed experience saying, I had an experience with my, with my child last night. And I, and I asked him, I said, what'd you do, have a conversation with him? You know, not to be facetious, but that's exactly what happens. They did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to get a big sign at the highway that says, leave your cell phones on the other side of the cattle guard out here. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah, moment. they don't work anyway. <laughs> the moment we're trying to create, you know, is, is yeah. that. The, back with the, the next generation that's going to inherit this old girl we live on right now. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing um, retreat, you know, and... and um, so, uh, you did mention, I just, did I hear you say that you got ran over by a bull? Is that what you said? I did. So well, several you... times, as a matter of fact, but one time in particular, in fact, that's what, uh, got me to mountain biking. Actually. I, I always, oh, wow. I rode a 10 speed Schwinn back and forth to school. It's, it's seven miles to Beatty. And I used to run down the highway there. We had a pile of old banana seat bikes. We bombed off the hills and ran in the ponds. You name it, we did it like every other kid growing up before there was cell phones and, and uh, you know, DVDs. And we rodeoed. We roped. You know, we were a living ranch as we are today with the horses and the saddles and roping the cows. And We had, uh, uh, in particular, uh, we had an old bull that weighed 2,640 pounds. I know that because after this <laughs> incident I'm going to tell you about, you know, when we sold him, we were out, it was Cinco de Mayo, as a matter of fact, uh-huh. and we were out doing a little rodeo, and I've got a lot of Spanish friends grew up with him, so we were out here playing around, and well, Willie, that was this bull's name, we'd raise him from a calf, right? We were, caught me at the gate, and uh, his head is about two and a half feet wide, massive little creature. Jeez. 
and started to bounce around like a beach ball. And I've been around animals all my life. You know, you, if you, you can use their weight to get away from them. But I was standing in the mud, sort of like a soccer cross event. What do you do? You, you're kind of messed up. Well, I'm trying to get on him and get away from him, and he's bouncing me. Before It was next to a barbed wire fence, and before I got done, before he got done with me anyway, I ripped both heels off my boots, bent a metal post to the ground. He stepped on my back, snapped off two ribs, went through my right lung, shattered uh, my entire shoulders and broke ribs out the outside. And, and so I was a mess. I'm laying in the mud thinking, just as soon as I get up, I'm going to shoot you, you big, ugly sucker. <laughs> But I couldn't, you know. Jeez. I couldn't figure out what was wrong. I had no idea what was wrong with me. This old bull was looking at me, and luckily the other guys ran him away. But the point of that whole thing is, that, well, when I got the flight for life to Vegas, and it never occurred to me about it being Cinco de Mayo to everybody else. I got down and had all the, all the Spanish doctors and nurses came to meet this gringo that was flying <laughs> in that was riding, where was the bullfight? Where was the bullfighter? You know, I'm thinking, well, I was only one guy and that was me and I got my ass kicked, you know. <laughs> but I, I could ride my mountain bike. I had an old coyote mountain bike that I could ride. You ride in a pickup truck when you have your core smashed. My hip was the same way. You, every bump was just agonizing. Anybody's ever, ever had a broken bone, you know what that's like. When your whole chest is smashed and your lung is flattened it takes a while but i could stand on that mountain bike and i could pedal it checking on the cruise the ranch and everything else out here i healed myself there and i just kept right on going you know and that's really the, the turning point we talked about turning points that was one of them right there huh. and that's that's where it came from and i i, I begin to go out and experience roads and, and trails out here in a different way thinking about how it made me feel how better much better i felt no different to today you're feeling bad and have a bad day take a ride it's amazing how good it makes you feel and only ask yourself one question why didn't i start sooner you know yeah definitely definitely so what do you what, what are we what's going on with this um you know we we were testing out the the course today mm -hmm. um and what what are the plans for uh the course what do you what do you plan on bringing here we have got the state championship cyclocross is coming here in uh, November the 20th, 27th, we're, we're dovetailing on to, in fact, my consultant, uh, Grow Promotions, is the promoter for the cyclocross in the state of Utah. And we decided together, I mean, she consults for me as well as does race planning and, and associations with, with Jeb over here and, and Alan, you know, trying to bring industry, you know, the cycling industry over to here. So we've, we've dovetailed in and, and got the state championships coming. That means Reno will come down, Vegas will come up. It's been the, uh, some way to connect this state in a recreational opportunity and perhaps grow this sport. So they, we're actually going to have that the 27th, the day after, mainly because a lot of the people up there can fly over here and get involved in it. They can't compete in the state championship, but they can compete in the race, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, try to, to, to unify this, this property being the size it is. We have a very large ranch, and as you know, the facilities we've got here, to bring them in. That's where we're at with that, bringing events in. We know being in a small town, the way to get ourselves known, the way to, to bridge the gap between uh, a blind spot in recreation and, and what's going on outside the outside. So you've got to have something fun going on. You really have to have a splash happening to try to get involvement from potential industry partners, writers, uh, groups, whatever it may be. So that's, that's what the cyclocross is. the beginning of a diversity of events and races. We'll do that. We're also going to have gravel grinders. We want to move into 24 hours of adrenaline, uh, Grand Fondos, 
We've had uh, Tinka Juarez has been here. He rode in our last event. He's looked this over and said, wow, this is a neat spot. He'd love to put his name on some of the trails and, and uh, ride with us out here. There's a plan in Cannondale and him and are, are working the whole process out to come here. So we're, we're bringing some, some professional people, and we want to cater to that. We want to bring that level of integrity into our community and into the sport here in Nevada and, and highlight just the diversity we've got in this area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. What what are some of the um, other activities besides uh, being on the bike that that you have here on the on the ranch? There's like like hiking trails. Um, all, all the trails are good cross for cross country. We've had cross country runners here. Many cross country runner groups have come here and sampled the trails and stayed for a weekend and ran on them. And said, "My goodness, these are wonderful." And I said, "Hey, we're just we're, we're in a permitting process right now on alternative trails for construction. We're surrounded by BLM land here. It's uh, basically about as 89% owned by the Bureau of Land Man and government agencies. So we have to bridge those gaps and get those agencies involved with us. And the, the assistance of, of runners and hikers and, and groups like that also add to the potential for our voice, recreational voice, to demonstrate the need for the use of what we call public lands. So once that bridge is crossed, we can have the BLM work heavily with us, a partner, alert, get the state involved with us at, at, at a level. What are the, the different uh, governmental entities that are involved with, um, you know, what, what's going on here? Right here, just simply the Bureau of Land Management. Bureau of Land Management, uh, Death Valley National Monument. Okay. We sit in a little narrow strip. In one place in this valley, it's only six miles between the bombing and gunnery range, which is on our entire our, our plutonium ridge. Its namesake happens to be the test site where they set off all the nuclear bombs out there. I grew up in that era with the nuclear bombs going off here. Jeez. We named that ridge after that program. First time in my life I was ever in California, I went to a John Wooden basketball camp, 15 years old, and had, they had an earthquake down there. Myself and about three of my guys had qualified to get into this camp, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and we all said to ourselves, we didn't know they set up nuclear bomb tests in the state of California. <laughs> We've never experienced, no doubt, the things you get jaundiced to, you know. But yeah, but other things, we were going to bring in uh, the National Interscholastic Cycling Association. We've talked with the Reno Group. We've talked with Southern California Group. These are wonderful places to have. Everybody's having the problem of having a facility large enough to house the vendors, the riders, the families, all these things. It's hard to do on public land around a city. The costs are enormous. We can reduce those costs and, and really put something on the way it used to be, just spontaneous fun that doesn't cost so much money to do it. You know, we're not asking for a fortune to be here. I just got, well, you know that. I got a donation box out there. Leave something behind when you leave and, and smile about it, you know. But still, a lot of things we're trying, youth group activities. Um, other things we've done here, we had the Tough Mudder here twice. We housed those guys. We had 20, two events, yeah. over 15,000 racers here on this property. That's amazing. Yeah, so all of those are, 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 are good for community. They're good for the revenue in the state. They're good for the diversity. They demonstrate the possibilities, the potential of what Nevada can bring forward for, uh, for some phenomenal recreation. We're a state, uh, the third largest state in the union, with the, I think the, the least, least populated amount of land out here per capita per acre. It's, it's 90 miles to the next town up north, you know, and, and, and 70, 84 to the one to the south. And um, all that can be connected with, I think, the experience of, of, of being out there. It's, it's, it's just wide open. You, you get to know yourself. You, you learn how to be dependent upon yourself. And nobody to blame if you uh, have to walk home, you know. And it, it adds a lot to, a, a lot to that sense of, of openness 
and a chance for families to get together with some quiet times and, and, and have really have, as we sit here now, have a conversation about life and the future we're all looking for for our communities and families, you know, and for the next generation of kids that are out there. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the beginning. This is a model. This is a franchisable model. And I don't mean that from a commercial standpoint, I'm trying to franchise it, but for what could happen in other communities out there. Why be a fool and be the last one? All around us has happened. In Nevada, it's not happening mm -hmm. because we've been distracted with our two main industries, gambling, mining. What, what have you um, observed from other models that are similar to this um, that you think you know, would, would definitely um, bring an added value to, to this environment, you know, to what you have going on? I see the other models that are out there um, the other communities that have successfully uh, got themselves recreation, you know, as, as a, uh, a way of life in those towns. I, I see the model being you, you, employment for children that happens. You see the town get vibrancy back in it. You get youth group activities. You can, in this game here, we can put on, we, we can put together a whole touring system, invite, you get buses to show up. You can create a business doing that. You can have uh, trails you can shuttle people back and forth onto. We, there it could flow into perhaps a, a tram line to the top of a great mountain. New restaurants could be built. Diversification of the community. Increase the population ever so slightly. Bring in some solid things. Uh, industry partners getting involved. Maybe we can get some of the bike people industries out there to, to come and join us in this effort. You, you, you create a community. One of the, you, you, if you go to the small towns in Nevada, you'll notice there's as much plywood on the windows and businesses have closed down in many cases, as there are people living in it because they've lost their mining, they've lost their, their industries gone by. It's dependent upon government jobs, the bombing of gunnery ranges. It's dependent upon work in the Death Valley or the local mine uh, and, and with no alternative. So those, the benefits there is, is the, the changing of the community and creation of a future, a future like I had when I grew up here because I had something that could support myself and my family beyond what the norms were. That's the future that I, what the model is that to create a future for the next generation of mountain bikers, of, of racers, riders, you know, people that, you know, when you're out like this, the model is you connect people back to nature, you connect people back to each other, you, you provide a foundation that families are, are, are in desperate need of right now. It's hard to find that, those times in the cities and where it's, it's really heavy populated with all the pressures from the outside and you know, you've got all the gangs, the drugs, all the negative things that go mm -hmm. on out, all the distractions that occur. You know, what's, a, you, you know what's interesting is, uh, like, let, let's say I wanted to do a retreat, you know, like with my company and, and like my team that, that I work with. And there was like 10 of us and we're like, you know what, let's just get out of, um, you know, we're, we're based out of Vegas. So let's just get out of Vegas. Let's go up and, you know, we're all cyclists. So let's, let's have like a training camp over at, at the Spicer Ranch. Um, is that is that something that you know you could you could attend to or like we could call you and say hey you know can we come out and do this and absolutely just show up twenty four hours a day seven days a week including holidays so like a corporate company you know corporate if they just company. wanted to have like a you, treat with you, like twenty you employees just come name out precisely what we're trying to do yeah. to make opportunities for corporate groups to come out and, and involve themselves in our community yeah. cool. Google you know I, I think the fact that my cell phone doesn't work here I think that's pretty huge. I know it's pretty simple, but it's it's pretty big, you know, because I, I can't post anything on Instagram right now. I can't check my Facebook. 
um, you, even though I want to or don't want to. You just you know. So you, you just concentrate on, and, and you on can, having a good. You, you just have to right, have the right system. Yeah. Our cell tower. In fact, I put the cell towers, built the roads the top of those hills out there, put the power lines. That's some of the stuff we do as contractors. And, and the cell companies have to buy time on those towers. And if the cell company you're using doesn't have the time on the tower, then you know your cell phone doesn't work. There are groups and companies that they work quite well here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that could be registered ahead of time, and you could hook up and get service with those guys. And uh, and uh, that's a problem throughout Nevada because you don't have all, all the cell towers aren't uh, situated like people don't think about that. You know, <laughs> are you riding now? You were still riding. Am I riding? Yeah, you ride. Are you still mountain biking? Absolutely. Or? Yeah. No, we would, took a ride. We had a a, a, group, a bunch of groups. Cyclocross came out of out of Vegas last night. Some of uh, the local cycle clubs, Irwin Cycles, is one of them in particular. Las Vegas Cyclery came up. We all rode in the uh, the parade. Beatty Days weekend is this weekend, which is a celebration of the, the town's history. They have a chili cook-off, the antique car shows, the Shriners come. There's the Cowboys and Floozies, the shootout groups. It's uh, bed races, 5K runs. It's a great little celebration. And so we had like uh, 50 people down there in a parade. Oh, wow. We went down a road Main Street, uh, dressed up in witch outfits and uh, long hair and had a ball. <laughs> the kids were right there with us. And we had a couple of local people get involved with us. So, so is, it, yep. is it true? Because some people told me you're, you're like made out of iron. You're, you're a pretty strong rider. I don't know about that far. If I was, I wouldn't have got smashed by that bullshit. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's well, what I'm I mean, hearing. Bones are replaced. Bones are replaced. But yeah, yeah I, I, hearing, do. Yeah. I, I like to ride. It's, yeah. it's good for you. It's good for your health. And, and uh, I love it. I do love it. I, I love it because, as I said earlier, it's something that, that has connected me back to things out here. It's that word we mentioned earlier before we started this interview. You know, what, what's the first moment you had when you, when you rode your bike, whether it was your uncle, your mother, your father, or the neighbor, whoever, or your big brother, that when you actually got turned loose from the training wheels and you actually got to ride that bike by yourself, that's joy, pure, unadulterated joy. And I get that when I ride, and, and I see that in other people's faces when we ride. And that's the moment when you're truly a human being. That's where our best qualities lie, is when you've got that within you, that sense of passion, of joy, and fun. And something that, uh, that this place can produce, and the people that come here are producing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, fi- after it's wonderful stuff. After one lap, I'm just like, I <laughs> totally feel like I was seven again. I was like next to Jed. I was like, Jed, dude, thank you so much. Like, <laughs> I'm riding your bike out here. You know, I, I didn't even have any uh, clip-ons or anything. I'm just wearing my like new, you know, my tennis shoes. But I, I didn't care. I was just like, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm like flipping right now inside because I, I, I feel like I'm a little kid. You know, I, I feel free again, and I don't know. There's something about it. Like, no wonder Nathan's like always smiling on the bike. You know, and now I understand it. Yeah. I completely understand it because he's he he knows this. You know, like he, that's it so, works, doesn't it? Yeah, it really it does. I really I I mean, I would suggest to anyone who hasn't been, you know, who who only rides on pavement, like try this out because it'll it'll change you. Mm-hmm. It does, and and that's our, our trails construction here on the place that. Uh, We've got some 42 miles of trails right now with plans to build 350 to 500 to maybe 1,000. I mean, the sky's the limit. As it grows, we can grow with that, you know. Just imagine every mile that's out there, how many smiles that'll make, you know. And, and we've got this massive diversity in what we can, we, we can create as trails, smooth, flowy, and fast. There's places we can build technical. There's, there's black diamond potential. There's all kinds of things we can do for, to appeal to different diverse users out there and really expand on on that fun potential. Do you have like a like a board of directors for this, or is it just uh, like third party consultations? Or? I have in the nonprofit. We have we have we have our our small nonprofit with with our 
president, vice president, secretary, you know, yeah. for all that stuff. Uh, board of directors, it's myself, my wife, some of my uh, my prized uh, employees and, and members of the community we've that I get together. We'll do dinners and I'll get the people in town that, that I, I feel are my support group. Well, I know I say I don't feel they are. Yeah. One of them is my... Uh, um, physics and science and basketball coach in high school days. Okay. Yeah, cool. so these people, I, I keep them informed, you know, and that's the pulse of the community. I'm trying to bring those guys I have respect for to the table and say, how do you feel about what I'm doing? You know, and I, uh, they have a great sense of pride in what we're doing here because those people, interestingly enough, the ones I mentioned, the teachers and, and some of the old business guys that are here, are off of these ranches that managed to stay here and play here when everybody else had to leave because there was a future in that. And, 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 and so that's, that's what it, it takes freedom. It takes the land. It takes the ability to put those things. That's how you can find a group of people that can come up with good ideas and wise ideas, what happens. So, no, I do. I discuss with, with those guys. I mean, I value uh, people of intelligence and people of passion together in, in, in a meeting to decide what might be the best idea and how to best use our resources and get the, the, the bang out of it we're looking for, you know, and have a great time along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, definitely, I definitely see how you're, you know, pulling in uh, different perspectives and, and input because it definitely is a, a community-driven project, you know, and, and um, that's, that's really important, extremely important. Well, and, and you being here, Jeb being here, and all these writers being here, Every one of them, I said, what would you do if you could do so? What, tell me, what critique me? What are we doing? What do you think about that corner? What do you think about that straightaway? How about this obstacle? What about that hill? You know, you have those conversations and, and try to open the door up so you can make good decisions to really get something of, of, of tremendous value. You know, it's not just Dave's idea anymore. It's all of us together have made something happen. That's what this country's about, you know, is getting everybody together to make a good decision for a good result. It's that mm -hmm. simple. I mean, the, the yeah. network, the plan was laid before us a long time ago by our forefathers, you know. And that's why people come here. And those are the things to get back to that base of freedom to where we can, can put those inventive and creative ideas. That's why you're really good is when the creative juices flow. You know where they flow? When you're having fun, when you're having a ride. That's when you, I ride out there. You know, I'm in a business, and I got a lot of guys working for me. We're making differences in the world. And when I ride out there, that's, those are the moments when you get connected and have a chance to think through what are you doing? How am I doing? Well, am I doing a good thing? Is it going to work out? You know? Yeah. Do you guys have any... Uh, we do have an audience here. Do you guys have any questions? Dave, what's the, uh, what's the population of Beatty? Beatty, our last census was, was uh, under 1,000 people, between 850 and 950. I'm not sure exactly... Because they take the census, and, and it, it a lot depends on when the guy broke down recently. They got locked into town or whatever. I mean, I say that with, with fun because I go down there, and people say, well, how long have you been in town? Uh, and I say, well, I just showed up last week. And, you know, I've been here forever. But, oh, yeah, it's just fun to talk to people because how they ended up in town, why they're here. So we, we have a small group of a very small town. When I was a kid growing up here back in the 60s, uh, we had 350 people living in this town. <laughs> And in, in those days, it was actually a, a better, in many ways, a more connected community than it is today. Everybody had chickens in the backyard. They had, there was a milk cow here and there. There was people growing gardens. You know, and then when the 
the big mines came in and our population swole to 2,500, 3,000 for about 12 to 15 years. Uh, and, and everybody got used to that income level and we lost that livestock. We got, to, we got distracted from what was valuable. Now, I, I, this happened in many of the towns because you have this temporary decade or two of wealth that goes on. You don't think about, whoa, what am I going to do after uh, that ends, you know? And so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I love my town. I, I, I am a product of my community. I, I really am. And uh, the ability to stay back here and, and reinvest back in it, and in my point of view, to, I don't say save it, but to give it vibrancy, to give it an economic flow stream, to create the taxable dollar that's going to support our schools and, and give us the programs we need, feed the seniors and, and uh, take care of the kids. That's what we're trying to, to produce and manufacture. That's why it's important to me to reach out to partners, you know, whether it's the mining company or the electrical company or whether it be a, a bike industry guy out there. Look for partners. Come and join us in, this, in our effort and do something that's worthwhile. Put your name on, on what we're talking about. This is truly honest recreation of, 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 of a community. I see it, man. I really see it. Well, you know, yeah. It, maybe you got, you got, you, I don't know. I saw at least, you know, over 50 people here today and everyone just had a massive smile. So it, something, there's something here. There was sure. good chili and cornbread here last oh, night. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, we had, we had, well, that, the beef in that chili was our ranch raised beef. Now, you want to know why it's so good? That's why it's good. You know, yeah. I get to share that with people. <laughs> Never had anything that good in my life. Well, it's because you haven't had ranch-raised beef, grass-fed. You know, it's truly or I was I was an organic kid growing up outside of the nuclear bombs going off. You know, <laughs> but, uh, three but, yeah. and, you know, four or six hooves. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think coming in here and riding? We met what a couple of months ago. You came in. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were mountain biking out on the Canteen Trail and. and uh, this entire cycle, we had what, 25 or 30 guys that came up to talk cyclocross and, and rode out on the cyclocross routes. And Jeb stayed on my wheel the whole time, and everybody else hit the sand. And it's, look, cyclocross isn't the perfect bike for some of these mountain bike trails. But he and I went all the way out there together and it came back, and, and uh, it was good. He asked me, How long have you been mountain biking? And I said, Oh, six, eight, ten years, something like that, you know. But uh, I take that as a compliment. I mean, this guy's a ex a pro you know a national champion and he's, his presence is here and appreciated he's riding with these kids and riding with other riders and talking to me about how we can make things better you know and uh, we, we haven't spent that much time together but i know enough of him to be able to call him a friend you know and I, I find a great unifying thing when you're on a bike when you're walking or hiking you find people you find the true person that's there you don't find that when you're in the grocery store or at the schoolyard or competing on the highway for space, you know, or in, uh, you know, at the workforce. You, you you don't, you know. And so, I think it's a it's a great it's a great icebreaker. It's it's a great situation. All of a sudden, to find honesty, something it's that uh, is is really worth promoting, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It really is promoting sharing. Yeah, it was fun. You know, just speaking. About, you know, the, the last time we were up here, you know, a month ago or so, kind of setting up the course or whatever, and, you know, it was just, um, everybody was bringing something to the table for dinner, and everybody was contributing, you know, and yeah. it makes it, like, so easy to bring a family up here, and, I mean, you know, I was like, I was kind of joking with Pablo on the way up, I was like, yeah, there's, you know, like, meadow camping, 
I said, like, how many times in Nevada you get to camp on the grass, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's so easy, you know? You, like, bring your tent, and you bring your food, and you bring your bike, and, And you know, and coffee. (laughs) And Nathan and I make sure we have our coffee. And, um, you know, like, it's just uh, so simple. You know, like, there's, I mean, kind of, we tried to do a, a camping trip in Death Valley last year with the family, like, last fall, and... Like, every campground was, like, just dry dirt, you know, and, you know, like, everything was dusty and full, and, you know, it was just, like, and, and, uh, you know, I've been telling the family ever since, and we were planning to come up here this weekend with the family, but they're all sick, but, you know, just saying with them, like, it's so nice, you know, like, having showers and bathrooms and just all the stuff that you've provided is, um, it makes it really simple, you know, and I... It's not always simple to camp with a family. <laughs> no, you, you, you've used that word simple three or four times, and, and that's, that is, that's a basic word that I really believe in. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't try to reinvent anything. Just go forward with the things that, that you can have fun with. Keep it simple, and it works out. I, if, speaking of the bathrooms, I, we get a lot of compliments on them. I mean, they're heated and air-conditioned. We had a, a partner came in. A, a mountain bike rider has a business. He came in and, and actually made a contribution to us, to the nonprofit, and, and put those in there. That's the stuff we're stimulating. It's everybody wants to get involved, you know, and that's how it's helping to grow. When my girls tell me, I have three daughters, and they're all in a university in a master's program at uh, UNLV in Las Vegas. And uh, he said, Daddy, if you're going to put make this work, you need to have the ladies ride. They rode with me, and uh, so you need to have a facility that's nice for the girls. And so when I put those together out there, that's what we kept in mind was to to make it really great. That was a standard we had. What my girl said, you know, this is what you've got to do to make it work out. People have to have a good experience. They have to feel comfortable and get clean. And, and what's lacking in other trailheads I've been to, that was one thing I saw. No showers, you no know. Showers, no yeah. No hot water. No uh, no grass. <laughs> <laughs> no running water. Yeah. <laughs> I have running yeah. water, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just, we had such a good time up here this last time. And, you know, you sleep under the stars or whatever. And, Milky Way is just unencumbered, and it's incredible. Being where we are, a couple hours out of Vegas, and, and uh, you can really see the stars here. Things that, you know, what did people used to do before there was television and, and uh, football and, and bars? You know, they sat around a campfire, and they looked at the stars, and uh, everybody knew where the Milky Way was, and Orion, and, and, and the North Star. The people knew that stuff. Today, I don't think anybody knows where that stuff's at. We're not floating across the ocean in sailing boats anymore, but it's really a great place to, to think back on those things and, and tie us back to some of the roots that we had that our grandfathers had before us, you know. And, and without the light interfering with things, this is truly, truly an experience that, uh, as, as it grows, Papa, we find out things like that that I've taken for granted that I never really thought about, but he mentions, and, and like others have, and, oh, yeah, let's do that too, you know. Let's, uh, let's, let's let that evolution flow naturally and find yeah. out all that can happen surely and and there there are there are very there are a lot of people out there searching for this looking for this so they they will come here you know as i mean there's um through the entrance there are a bunch of uh, statues you know of, of bicycles and stuff and i was <laughs> like oh my god i felt like you know going like a little kid going to a bicycle camp you know like yeah a cycling camp or something yeah. i mean it yeah the, they will find it and when they come here they'll have a great experience for sure so what what is um uh, look, looking into the future, uh, what do we in, in the short term? Uh, I know we have the Nevada State Championships coming up, right? And um, we're, we're going to have a, a grand fondo with uh, uh, Tinker Juarez. Date yet to be announced. By okay. it'll be sometime, you know, at the first of the year. Um, 
our future then is, is that also once our, it's, it, it all boils down to the permit phase with the Bureau of Land Management. We have written a full document, the master plan, which is uh, we talked earlier about NEPA and talked about environmental assessments on how to use land, and we go through the same process on bike trails. And uh, creating a way where the BLM can work with us as a substantial partner, as a beneficial partner, demonstrating that public lands and public land managers can work with local communities and should do that. So once that happens, our, our future then will move even faster. That we figure should be done by the first of the year, we should have the next important phase done. And then we are going to go immediately into bringing NICA in here and trying to promote uh, interscholastic cycling, a, a draw card to, to get it moved into Las Vegas, because then there will be a facility to, to make that happen. And, uh, you know, permitted trails are going to work out. Uh, we're going to be mapping out all the existing dirt roads. I'm meeting, as a matter of fact, next month on Election Day with... Uh, uh, the superintendent of Death Valley National Park. They are highly interested in what we're doing, realizing that a great recreation facility next to the Death Valley National Park, in their words, quote, stated that what we're doing up here can directly grow the amount of visitors that go to Death Valley. And, you know, because people have diversity in what they're doing. You know, get some more mountain bike, get some more users. And we're going to be tying our trails and road systems into the park to get, you know, hopefully to bring Death Valley forward as a full-blown partner with us. That's a that's, that's our plan. That would give us an instantaneous expansion on these old, great old two tracks. We, we talked about mining being, it comes and goes, but it's left behind a rich heritage and culture and some great roads to ride on. We've got uh, some of the old, old mining buildings are still out here. There's tramways. There are some stone walls that are 60 feet tall. These beautiful canyons, some of these old mining dumps. and Nothing dangerous to take people to, but a place where you can view and talk about history and see... Uh, it helps to understand why we're doing what we're doing. You know, the, the history that we appreciate today means that that played out and that ended and all the jobs that were there are no longer here. So our plan is to expand those trails out. We've got some wonderful old railroad grades out here and bring in as many youth group operations as we can. Look for people who got ideas and how to do that. The, the people we meet that come in that driveway are the ones that may be the next guy that's, that, that can uh, partner with us and change things in a, in a big way. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking? I don't know what you're going to be doing with this space, but it'd be cool to see, see, make this like a museum, like a timeline museum of what's, you know, happened here in this town just to kind of, you know, get, get a big picture because, yeah. you know, you're going to have a lot of people here, so <laughs> it'd be cool to share that story with them. Um, are there any, uh, are you looking for any people to fill um, any specific roles that, that you have coming up for your project or any, um, you know, you know, there might be someone out there that, would want to donate, you know, their, their expertise or something. Certainly. Uh, the expertise in, in going to, the, to this wide open valley we have. Our, our valley, the area, our plan of influence is about um, 20 miles long then about 20 miles wide here. That's Oasis Valley. It includes uh, the Bullfrog Mountains and the mountains behind us, interior rim hills, uh, bring in groups that can help us design those trails as we, as we go into those things. Uh, you know, trails working groups to, to look those things, to really build a great professional trail or a great fun trail and, you know, get, get um, more, more groups involved with us on that model. Um, the other roles to fill certainly is, is in, in bringing uh, financial partners in to help with the uh, surveying, the archaeological uh, studies. We have paid for everything here on this. Normally the Bureau of Land Management and agencies, there's funding for those guys to get 
they do stuff, and they write the master plans, they do the NEPA process, they do the, the, the uh, um, archaeological work, like the signs you see out there. We, we've paid for all that, We've had because we don't have those resources in our office, so we've had to fund that. So we're looking for perhaps some people that would kind of come in and make an investment in the nonprofit so we can do the next phase of, of uh, master planning, because I'm, I'm hiring um, you know, engineers and whatnot to do these kind of things. And, but we need help there, we need help in, in construction trails, we need help in in trailhead design, we need helps with people who want to come and work in our community to maybe get more kids on bikes. You know, I mean, uh, the motivation. But the most important thing to me, I think, is 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 finding people that have got compassion, energy, and uh, are looking at the same vision we are. Whether wherever town you're coming from, look for that core group of people, and uh, then you'll have that energy to do what you want to do, and find people that have ideas that are that are good and wholesome. You know, that's. That's kind of the, the model of who we need, how we need it. You know? Excellent, excellent. And how could they um, contact you? Well, they can contact us through our website. Uh, it's uh, trails-ov.org. Right, Jim? Yep. Trails-ov stands for Oasis OV. Valley. Okay. .org. Goes to our, our website of, uh, of what we're doing here with the trails. And there's a Facebook site on there, and you can send a message through that. Perfect. And... Um, you know, find out what to check on. There'll be a bunch of pictures posted about this weekend about the cyclocross and, you know, and just to follow along with what we're doing out here. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely um, be putting down the, the Felixer page and, and also the, the felixer.com website. Um, any special shout-outs you'd like to give uh, to anyone out there? Oh, God. Everybody that's come and everybody that's about to come. To all of our partners, Barrick, uh, Valley Electric. Uh, we've got uh, U.S. Ecology down here. They're a they're a chemical waste disposal site. Decided they need to reinvest in the community. We've got um, uh, Robert Wink uh, and his air conditioning business out of Vegas donated the air conditioning out here. I've got uh, all of my employees. We've got Tim Buchanan. He's the uh, uh, community outreach director for Barrick. has been a, a great partner with me. We've got our BLM offices, the Vegas office of, Tim of Timothy Smith and his group down there. They're out of the district, but working with our Tonopah office, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, with, with um, Tim Coward and his staff, Wendy Seeley. These are all people that are, that are the right-of-way specialists and the field directors that are, gonna, that are, that are, are finding a way to work with us that, that, that never have done anything like this before. You know, um, you know, you for doing this, Pablo, and, and Jeb over for coming and bringing his presence, and, and uh, you know, Tinko Juarez for deciding. He was funny. When he came out here, i got to tell you a quick story. Yeah. He came in and he was, he'd had a blowout, he'd had a, a miserable experience driving, he caught caught in a freeway and traffic, traffic. We set up a dinner to meet with uh, our, our local businessman, Ed Ringel, who owns most of the businesses in town and the hotels, is, is, wants to invest right in this operation here, specifically to what we're doing, and our dinner set up. And Tinker shows up and says, you got a quiet place? I just want to hide, I just want to hide. He's kind of a quiet guy. I put him up in my bass pond, and, and uh, the next morning I go up, and he says, uh, you know, yesterday I didn't even know Beatty existed. And, and today I'm sitting here, I've had a great ride, and I'm fishing in your bass pond. He says, what does that sound like to you? I said, it sounds like to me you found a home, a place to come and put your presence, you know. And another individual is Ed Ringle, a guy in our town who is, he, he's the one that has Death Valley Nuthouse. He's got the uh, uh, stagecoach, the Death Valley Hotels, Motel 6 are all his, owns a lot of property. He was absent from the community for a long period of time, come back in. He is prepared right now uh, to spend 2 to $3 million in this town building a brewery. 
He's going to bring in uh, perhaps another Marriott chain, build employee house, and he wants to start building uh, extra restaurants, things to cater to uh, the community. He is the, uh, a key in as we grow here. The town needs to grow. But that's the thing that this recreation trail system is, is brought in, is guys like him. They want to put some serious money into our community. That's the goal, after all, because guess what that just did? Makes jobs. As it grows, as we grow, it, it's a synergy in a relationship that can happen out there. So it's guys that I've mentioned and guys like him and, and our agencies and the potential to work in those partnerships together. And I'm sure I probably missed a few people out there, and uh, so I, I stand remiss in that, but I'll make it up to him <laughs> with a great beer and a chili on these days out here. Yeah. But uh, no, we, we've got Simran uh, Chacon, with, uh, she's my master planner, and uh, her organization, Grow Promotion, she's the one that does the 25 hours of adrenaline. She puts on the Epic Series in Utah, eight different events. She is the cyclocross promoter over there. Working as my consultant, wrote the master plans, um, you know, working here and talking to us, how do we, guiding us along the way. She's taught us, you know, how to build trails, her and her husband both and, and other guys in that organization and spent some great time with them. I mean, these are, these are the solid people that, that uh, goes out, Patrick Hill with Emba, who made that connection with us, you know, the Southwestern Regional Director. Those are, those are important people to us. Because, again, I, I said it earlier and I'll say it again about how I knew I had to reach out and bring in outside people to provide integrity and a meaning to what we're doing. If it was just my idea, some old rancher out here at the end of a dirt road that wanted to build mountain bike trails, you're just in the character in a small town. But if you can bring in people of, of, of value and integrity that demonstrated their prowess elsewhere and made changes in the community to your town, it means you have something. It, it gets the attention of others that are out there. provides that level of professionality. And it's not just Dave's idea. Man, I think that, that, that wraps this up. You know, I, I, the only thing that comes to mind right now is, is just to thank you for, for bringing people together and, and changing, changing lives, you know, and, and really impacting everyone. And Pablo, thank you for bringing your podcast here and giving us a chance as we know we need. And we talk about getting our voice out there to all the people in the world and say, come on and I don't care, coming here helps this community, but get this, this sense of, of, of uh, passion about riding and, and hiking and, and running into your own town. What can you do? Everybody can do better than what they're doing. My grandfather and mother always told me, and I guess I'm the third generation there, about, you know, as long as you don't have one job in life, and, 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 this is, and I used to think about, what could that be? And they would tell me, is all you have to do is leave it just a little better than the way you found it. And if you think about that, then that'll guide you along through life and, and you do well, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks David. for coming, Pablo. I've enjoyed the moment and the chance to talk and thank you and whoever may respond and come out here. I'm looking forward to the presence and caused by you being here today. See how it's growing? It happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Come out and say hi to David, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thank you.